Welcome to the Kiwi Cuts podcast. Today's guest is nutritionist Johnny Holland. Um, Johnny, welcome. Thank you very much. Um, it's been a while. I've been off air. Uh, I suppose it's been a bit of a month and a half. Uh, there's been a few changes with the salon. Been going a Monday to Friday and trying to get time to get around, get people in, and trying to get things sorted. But uh, we're back and we're back ready to go. Uh, Johnny. I suppose your client is one. This first, we're actually not doing a haircut, and this is actually one on one with the haircut done. We said it would just be easier to get chatting and all that. But um, talk to me and introduce yourself first. Get the people knowing out there who you are. Yeah. Um. I suppose my background was a sporting background. I played with Munster for a couple of years, and um, sport was probably my life in a sense until I I got a bad injury, came back for a small while, and subsequently had to retire from it. So. Uh, that's kind of if people knew anything about my life, it's probably rugby and how that's changed in the last yeah. couple of years. Like, um, so talk about right now. Many of you may not know, but Johnny's actually one of three. He's a triplet. Um, your brother Carl comes in here as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've met your sister yet. No. But uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk to me about like growing up with that, like, because usually like you often hear it down home with twins, right? There is yeah. one set of triplets down at home in Bantry as well. But um, talk to me about that, but, like the difference of growing up. Like, I suppose was there a bigger bond between yourself yeah. and Cormac? Well, you? yeah, no, my, myself and Cormac and Gillian, like we yeah. we still have a bond fairly strongly between the three of us. Yeah. It's probably my older sister gets left out a small bit more, but yeah. like. Obviously, myself and Carl could be closer, just being brothers and going to the same school for longer than what Gillian did. She had to branch away a little bit earlier and stuff like that. So I think like growing up as part of being a triplet instead of being uh, on your own, I think it's like, you know, you rely on each other a little bit more socially. We had the same group of friends anyway. Sometimes you see uh, brothers would be very similar ages, but still would have different friend groups, you yeah, know. But um, we'd have the same group and my sister and her friends, we were all kind of one group growing up. Like So we would have been quite close for obviously a long time and still the same way like I think you know anyone close to us will, will nearly be given out at times that we run everything by each other and we're always onto each other so you have that bond that is like and if you don't you know if we might not see each other all the time anymore but like you're always on the phone to each other and, and myself and Gillian would ring each other most days in the car if someone's coming home from yeah. work or something we just you know you're sitting in the car doing nothing and just chat, chat about about nothing at all like so that's still the way we are and my older sister we're, all, we're a tight family anyway so it's kind of maybe that's the reason why but I think we've always been like that like yeah, it's funny because uh, I suppose I'm what, living in Tokyo the last year and a half with the hands. Yeah. Just, <laughs> only realise that you're only living a stone throw away, yeah. like you're in the same estate, but funny, right? But um, talk to me, did, like, you're saying yourself, Gillian and Carl, like, was it, did you all end up going to Cree Street? Because that was the school you went to secondary school. Right? I was a lot of people, yeah. I suppose, were taught with rugby, would have been President Christians, but it was Cree Street. Yeah, and it, it's still a question I yeah. get all the time, like President Christians, and I have to say, well, Cree Street, and if that's someone not from Cork, they kind of go, what? That's yeah. a, is that a rugby school? And they say, no, not a rugby school at all. But um, yeah, Gillian went to Balfihan, close enough to here yeah. actually, but uh, so she, that's why I was saying she had to break away a little yeah. bit earlier, and then um, yeah, going to Cree Street was definitely all football and not so much hurling for me, but hurling for other lads. Uh, so playing rugby outside of school as well and just trying How to did you find that your transition of like not your fully dedicated uh, rugby school? Yeah, it was fine because I think when I was that age going into school anyway, I didn't like rugby wasn't my first sport. I played a lot of soccer as well and that would have been the thing that I would have prioritized as a as a young fella. And yeah. then maybe like you go through different phases like in 
you might have a rugby match that you find more important or else is a soccer match more important and you I've definitely skipped rugby matches for soccer matches growing up like and then going from soccer or rugby to uh, to a football match I remember under 16 league final against Nemo we came myself and Carmen came from a rugby match like so we played I don't know was it 60 minutes at the time under 16 or something and then over to a, a football match as well like so that's probably what we did growing up was just going from one to the other and club boys with soccer was a green mud you were playing yeah, with so with the boys that come in yeah John McGreevy yeah, John uh, demo couple yeah. of lads there. Were you part of that squad at the time of the winning or were you? No, we were a year older than yeah. them, so um they they came yeah. up and bolstered our squad every yeah. now and then and then they went down and won their own one, yeah. Yeah. Um and football then it was I presume it was the bars was your yeah. main club then. Yeah. Um which is like Joe, it's it's amazing how like you've I suppose three well established teams that you've played with yeah. growing up then as well with both all sports. Yeah, and um, the bars was good because like we had we had a bit of success with them when we were younger as well, yeah. winning a couple of minors in under twenty one. So I think you see there's still a, a good strong bar scene there at the moment. Yeah. And some of that came from my own age and some of it from above and below, obviously. But yeah. like we were we were lucky to be strong enough there, like and we had good memories from it as well. So when did um talk about when did like the rugby start getting serious? Because I like I suppose for me when I was doing with the cadets and all that, it was kind of I suppose third year, fourth year that yeah. kind of started getting you're a bit younger than me now. Yeah. We, we had no cadets. Yeah. Um, I think I played under 17 with South Munster. Yeah. Um, and that kind of fell apart as well. But it was, at the time, it was supposed to be regional stuff. We played clubs, obviously. Yeah. It was supposed to be regional under 17. You play a tournament and then they'd select the youths from that. But our tournament kind of fell apart. Right. Never really went ahead. I don't know what happened with it. And they just picked the youths team then the year after. So that's how I started. But I think nowadays it's under 14 in school yeah. and it's under 16 with clubs definitely like so uh, yeah because yeah. it was all the way up like yeah I suppose it was what it was 17 when I got knocked off just before yeah. the U that was before the provincial in the provincials yeah. that time like um, so the setup has probably got that been better since yeah know, it was threatening to go younger <coughs> anyway and I think that's yeah. a good thing but you don't want to take the enjoyment out of it too early either but I think exactly. it's good for fellas to get good coaching from a younger age like, skill level because yeah. that's one thing that's gone that you'd say that Joe, if you can get your skill level right at a young age, you can work yeah. on fitness. Absolutely, so, yeah, yeah. Where, but you see, fellas, that leave kind of before the academy, and they might have got brought back in for a small while. Their skill level, there's a there's a deficit there, like because I used to even find when I was like I was playing hooker that it was it was quite funny that like you'd literally two seconds to get the ball in the line out yeah. up in Munster, where if you came down back to Bantry, it's small. It's like all right, it wasn't a whole part of a change because a lot of the lads were on it, but there was still a big change of intensity yeah. level. Um. I suppose a lot of it would compare to like even the likes of AIL rugby now, which you're involved with, yeah. Joe with Khan and stuff. That you see that like even watching there last year with the games, the intensity levels compared to say a J one game. I understand. Like there's a step up at all the levels, and you see from a good J one, uh, game up to a senior AIL game, and even the bottom half of the AIL to the top half of the yeah. AIL. There's a big difference, and then you see the guys like you know the Shane Dailies of the world, and yeah. they take a step up to the next level again like exactly. it's not massively different like you'd see a lot of AL players that would survive in A games especially but it's just there is an intensity to push up and uh, obviously the likes of Shane would, like, and has pushed on yeah. to senior to games and, yeah, and, and gone on further yeah. so you can see the kind of step up along the different levels like you know yeah um, so with Academy how what was the protocol with that what was like because I, I suppose I never got to see that yeah so, so I suppose at the time it's, it was probably a bit different because I was older yeah. in the Academy like I didn't yeah. go into the, the sub-Academy until I left college but I was young going to school I think I was like 18 going yeah. in there uh, like I played under I was actually under 20 after under 20s yeah. we went in so I played I went to college for a year and then went into the, the sub-Academy 
Whereas most of the time now, the lads are coming straight out of school and even some lads will be in fifth year starting to be picked out a small bit as well. So like, I went to the sub-academy for two years at 18, 19, uh, I don't know, I was like 20, and then two more, kind of a year to two years in the academy because my fourth year in the academy, which that's as many as you got at the time, yeah. um, I think you could have got five years total, but like that rarely happened. And uh, my, my fourth year... I kind of was left behind some of my own group. They went straight into the academy or they did one year sub-academy and two years in the academy or I did four years total. Like, yeah. But my, my fourth year was kind of like, I didn't play, I, did, I, I was kind of contracted by the academy but I was in the senior group for the whole year so it was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so that kind of allowed the, the step up into senior contracts. Kind of the, the intensity as well. Of like yeah. that, even that intensity because I even, even speak to even Josh and Fanine there talking about you know, I suppose Josh's transition at the moment now because he's trying to get into that yeah. senior squad that he's like intensity level from as even the likes of an A game to senior game it's even senior training yeah. you have to wake up like yeah. they don't they don't allow you to forget something once or just not be tuned in like you have to be tuned in or yeah. get out and the next person yeah. gets into a rep so there's a big difference in intensity from academy sessions to senior sessions so even though I wasn't technically a senior player and that was kind of frustrating as well that you're not getting the contract that you wanted at least training with the senior team was a huge step up that you know you're committed to the whole year being with them that you don't have to go up and back because yeah. that happens to academy players you might go up for the summer when there's internationals missing for the summer internationals and stuff like yeah. that they come back later Lions tours and stuff and you get to train with them for the summer and then you get told to go back so that happened to me in my first academy year under Rob Penny and Simon Mannix yeah. in the next the second year my in the full academy I was told in there for the year which is a nice was, way to yeah. be good like you can com- get committed and and learn the cause of the yeah, senior stuff it, and get involved properly like you yeah, know I think especially George you said with that kind of the summer call up like it's very hard to express yourself in six weeks kind of is, yeah. six eight weeks and you're trying to work in your conditioning at the same time like, exactly because so it, you're, you're trying to like adapt to their play and adapt to the like the speed of the game the intensity mm-hmm. and then also I suppose like not feeling left out either that you that's know, it like, yeah. but I think there's a what they're looking for as well is how you prepare yourself how you manage yourself and if you look like you can be part of the senior group then they might keep you on but like you know, a lot of the time there's a bit of a disconnect there and you have to learn that as well. Yeah. You know, so, and sometimes it can be harsh, but the number, I don't think we understand it as players that the numbers are difficult to manage as a coach. Ridiculous. And, yeah, Ridiculous. it's different. Like. And like, did, when you were, Joe, were you travelling up and down to Cork? Them to, was it in Cork and Limerick? Sorry, yeah, no, we, we, we had split, we were split at the time, so we were travelling like Tuesday, Thursday, one of the days you travel, so two big squad days and you travel yeah. one of the days or you might have to stay overnight at certain kind of two, three day camps or something like that, but it was a lot of stuff was in Cork and then you travelled one day plus a match maybe to Limerick but like towards the end of my career it was starting to move up Yeah. so I moved up for a small while and then I did a U-turn yeah. and I decided I didn't want to live in Limerick yeah. so I retired and said yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I've enough of that yeah, yeah. Um, so th- then your senior contract what like it was what about three three and a bit years kind yeah. of yeah something like that like, I, I did two years development and the senior year I don't know it was you get you get mixed up. Yeah. I think I did three to four years in the academy, if you want to put it that way, and kind of uh, three-ish years. Yeah. Um, if you want to count that fourth academy year as well as a senior year, it's three to four years. Yeah, which is something like that. Did you like within that? Was there many caps or, or can you? Oh, no, no. <laughs> eleven. Eleven. Um, but like I played a lot of A games, and I, I played a couple of warm-up games. We'd say yeah. but eleven proper uh, league games. Yeah. Which, doesn't seem like a whole lot now when I look back on it, like but but still the same thing. Like, a lot of work goes into it, like yeah. And then lot. you come up with this this number. <laughs> Where you're like <laughs> this, so, yeah. It's uh, but uh, so I suppose main kind of talking point that you had with your life was the injury. Yeah. Um. 
so they never kind of got in depth of because we just talk about in yeah. small injuries but like explain a bit Joe about it because I actually don't yeah so I played an A game in you're probably sick of talking about nah, this <laughs> part of me isn't it yeah but I played um, an A game in Cannes which was my club at the time yeah. against Nottingham I've actually I've made a I had come on a senior game a couple of senior games that year so I was hoping to kick on a small yeah. bit and uh, hurt the shoulder against Zebra at their eight was a monster actually straight away yeah. my first start I think he buried me from the side and hurt my shoulder so I was a few weeks out with that and then I played the, the A game over in Nottingham and the return fixture in Carcan and um, started the second half kind of in the post position like Paul O'Connell's yeah. one and a fella buried me um, Connor what's his name Connor I can't believe I forgot his name he's playing up in Connacht for a while there with Pete McCabe and um, yeah it wasn't his fault at all he's yeah. <laughs> he's doing his contact work. on and half doing his work is right yeah. in the rock and yeah pulled my hamstring but it, it felt bad but I didn't know if it was that bad or not but I tore yeah. my hamstring off the bone and um, we kind of learned a week or two later so I had to get a surgery on that kind of a six month injury yeah. um, I obviously wanted to make it five months because you get competitive as an yeah. athlete and you think you know a surgeon tells you you won't get back to the same pace or power and you think oh, fuck that yeah. of course I would like and, yeah, and you kind of try and get after it but it ended up being 13 months with kind of setbacks and, and complications with it and I came back after that like yeah. you know which was it was funny because I retired with it subsequently but yeah. I played six months of rugby trying to manage it and I think it was just going on and on that we decided you know I kind of nearly not fooled myself but even myself and the physios were like maybe you just have to get going on it now yeah. and, and it'll come good and there was always an excuse like uh, the ground was soft then the ground was hard and then there was different reasons why yeah. it was still sore after matches like but then opportunities came playing matches with the senior side so that was my kind of breakthrough so I was never going to start thinking you know maybe I need to take a rest here with my hamstring yeah. so I just tried to get through the end of the season um, get my, my holidays my pre-season and get my conditioning back because I came back in January like yeah. the end of December January um, right in the middle of the season so you think like your conditioning isn't up to scratch you haven't had a pre-season which is kind of detrimental to a, a rugby yeah. player um, so I just thought get through the end of the season have a couple of performances kick on during the the, the kind of summertime get a new contract at the, the start of the next year and that was full-blown professional rugby in my head like yeah. you know but it didn't work out that way unfortunately interesting because like in joy as was with one or two clients come in here as well it's, it's starting to come a small bit more you know with people getting hamstrings torn yeah. off more. like I used yeah. to see with Brian and Sam as well recently enough um do you feel that like even the way even since you've done it about 2014 wasn't it you're saying November 2014 yeah. when it happened that like over 2019 five years on do you find even as you're saying we're talking about sub academy there how it's changed for me to you when yeah. I was in it but like do you find the development of mining hamstrings has changed any bit or is it just been the way your body reacted to it everyone's going to London now yeah. to fix them they're yeah. not staying in Ireland no. which was uh, something I, I wish I had done earlier uh, I wish someone had told me to do yeah. earlier you know so like I went to London during my retirement and saw a surgeon over there he seemed sharp like yeah. you know it's, it's always the last opinion you get that you feel oh he was the one alright but yeah. um, I think he seemed sharp and lads have gone over there because of that and I went because of Paul he won there yeah. and uh, you know I just tried this anyone who's asked me about their hamstring if something has happened and I've been asked my opinion on it I just say go over to him Yeah, he's the man and they have done that and they've like Brian has come back and he's in twice yeah he's in decent <laughs> nick now we saw him yeah. the second time and that's when I got that's when I was talking to Brian yeah. after it kind of happened the second time and he seems to be managing it quite well and Sam went over there and you know, Sean Powder has gone there yeah. and a few different lads like so I think 
hopefully they can come out the other side of it. Do you think? Do you think with the game, like, is it because <clears throat> like even you just see with football there, like, is it just the speed of it that has got, or do you, like, or could it yeah, happen over any? Is there? You see, fellas, like that it happens because you remember before they're blaming with the the athletes tendon that always oh, the boots that people yeah, yeah. plays like you're yeah. like you can't. There's no way. Yeah, there's always a reason. Yeah, but I, I I think if you see rugby like the poach position and and rocking and the speed of yeah. people coming to rocks and and stuff like that. It's just dangerous. But if you, because if you're static and if you're, yeah, like, I just I see fellas going into a rock now and they, you know, you can nearly see an injury happening yeah. and they get away with it. And I'm just thinking in my head, like, why have you gone in there? And it's yeah. part of some fellas' games, like Dan Levy, obviously yeah. got a nasty one, and that's part of his game. I just wouldn't like it to be part of my game if yeah. I was still playing. I don't know why it happened to me. I don't yeah. know why he went in there in a poor position, but like you see from. It's all, but as they always say, like Joe, you should never take a ball start and uh, yeah. stop start. But like it, the football kind of ones, I I'm not sure how any of those lads did theirs, but it's uh I don't know. I think we're doing. You know, conditioning is coming up. You're doing more weights. You're getting faster, more powerful. Maybe tendons are finding yeah. it harder to catch up. But because people's of the, like even like I even look at lads, the J lads come in here like the difference of conditioning. What it is uh, like before, I just used to be like John. Even when growing up, John used to be like, Joe, like the likes of Colin Carfrey, and you're like Joe, his skill level yeah. is just outstanding, and he yeah. definitely get Joe. He's guaranteed. Oh, the game has changed. Oh, yeah, like it, even the way the game is played, like they have to do more. Like the, there's more ground covered at, at higher paces, and the ball is probably in play for longer. You know these kind yeah. of things. So the pace of games, the way the game has been played. It's going more to like the sports science is coming on. They're picking up better sports scientists as well. So it's all coming on a lot. And if you see what Dublin are doing, you know they're, they're obviously miles ahead in terms yeah. of their conditioning and stuff. And teams are trying to catch up with that. Money goes a lot away. The money talks. <laughs> <laughs> no, no comment. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, they're they've fellas in place maybe more hours than than other counties. And then yeah. you know it's just people are putting more and more effort into it, getting better and better, becoming more professional. I suppose so. It's um. It's definitely changing, like yeah. So talk to me, like Joe, about I suppose with mental health week. Yeah, Joe, we we're talking about it there. Even just in the haircut, like strength, like because one thing I've noticed noticed about you is your strength, your mentality, strength of being. Like, you're very positive, but you're very like. You cut the shit. Like there's no, yeah, there's no straight to the point. Like yeah, <laughs> and there's like it's just it's there. You hit it. It's the nail is hit, and yeah, it's it's uh, how yeah. Do like you, I, but I think you like. You know, as, it, as well, you have two options as well. You have an option to go right. Do I sob about it? Yeah. Or do I get my rehab and shit done? Yeah. And then take on right. What can I do now? Yeah, and I think that's just. I think you're, you're more than. Uh, you deserve the right to be able to to cry about it for yeah. a certain period of time, and after that you have to get on with it. I think, and that's the way I would kind of deal with things. You know, you can feel sorry for yourself for about ten minutes, and then you have to try and turn your mentality around this moment. So like, yeah, me- World Mental Health Week and. World Mental Health Day tomorrow, yeah. I think. Um, so, like, people will all talk about the struggle and how you get through that, and that that's a big part of life as yeah. well. Like, but I think the part that we're nearly afraid to speak about at the moment is how to get through it and be like mentally strong. Uh, and that's not go. That's not to be controversial about it, but it's yeah. more like how to deal with it. How do people get through tough times? And I always say, oh, I haven't had the toughest life of anyone. Yeah. There's people have had much tougher times than I have had, but. Career-wise, I think I've had yeah. maybe a tougher time going through a transition, retiring when you're just kind of getting going. That was a tough time. But yeah, because like, like as you said there, you've done so much work, but you have only eleven caps. That's it. Like you yeah. know, it's demoralizing in a sense. But like when I, I suppose when I had my injury and I was going through that kind of injury rehab, you can you can get down about it, or you can you know work on the process yeah. and find things to be positive about, get a positive spin on it, and just deal with it a small bit. But you know, not everything is that easy, and 
draw mental health is a, is a huge area and I'm not saying that everything is that easy to, come yeah. to get around maybe it's that easy when it, it's a career and it's just a hobby at times you know yeah. so it, it's easier to turn it around and like I said people do have a lot tougher times than I've had with family reasons and different yeah. things and I think that was put into perspective for me anyway through rugby like yeah. with, with Axel's passing I always said when I retired and my, my, my mom said to me a few times at least it's not your neck and I felt like going what the fuck do you mean it's not yeah. my neck it's my hamstring and I can't play anymore but it put it into perspective for me and then I said like to myself I haven't lost anyone no. nothing has really happened to me and then things like that happen and you realise I am actually very lucky like nothing yeah. has actually really happened to me I've had to just find a different direction <laughs> maybe that was part of my my yeah, life yeah, anyway. what, it was like, always the, the way it was supposed to be with your that with that direction like how mm. like <clears throat> where did you come up about going right what am I going to do now what like where where uh, obviously every, you, know, you had that that little light bulb moment that yeah. was above you like because obviously it's it's been a big time in sport you're still in it now yeah where did that come that it was like right boom that's or did it just it didn't really I mean not, like I I spent a bit of time. I think I actually have an Instagram post of what next because I, I started studying nutrition. I, I kind of I went through that course and then I was like, what do I do now? So like just trying to find the next thing and that was probably the hardest thing for me was like you lose your identity overnight and then you're kind of, oh, I, I was a rugby player. People were like, yeah, yeah but what do you do now? And you don't do anything. So I was trying to find what to do next and that's something that I probably just would have been very bad about trying to find out. Even I'd say to Chloe, like, let's do nothing at the weekend and just chill out. And then Saturday morning, seven o'clock, my eyes would be open going, what am I supposed to be doing yeah. here? I didn't like resting and I didn't like doing you know nothing. Because when you get so, a message at 7 o'clock, it's yeah. 6 o'clock this morning. It's like, I don't think you'll be up. Like, yeah. Yeah. But like, that's just the way I am and that's probably to my detriment as well. Like I probably yeah. overthink situations a small bit, um, worrying about what's next and stuff. So I just kind of went after it a bit and just didn't say no to any meetings. If someone asked me to meet them to discuss an opportunity like you would have when you're yeah. leaving a professional sport like that, um, even if it was something I didn't think I'd be interested in, you never know how something's going to come back around or yeah. how that person knows someone else and how your impression on them, even if you're not that interested, how your impression on them would kind of, they might know somebody and that'll come back around to you and how you manage yourself, I think, in that situation is very important. So that's probably what I tried to do and it wasn't fake or anything, but I just tried to find the positive in as, in as many things as I can. And yeah. I mean, I'm not perfect with it either. I definitely have my outbursts and I definitely yeah. have my emotional outbursts with Chloe yeah. and family members and I think you need to get that out of you, but that's the way I it's am. It's every part of life because like, yeah. there's the same talk to you there, like, Joe, like no one has like there's no you have to have bad days you know, like, course, there's, like it's yeah. part it's part of life and all that but like yeah. as you see there like, Joe you're saying Joe even going to the nutrition side of it like because obviously I presume it was a big part of you growing up and uh, with yeah. the rugby that you're like right I actually enjoy this well that was it I, I really enjoyed the nutrition side of it and I think I had to anyway because I, I always say I was a smaller lad trying to play yeah. rugby and there's big guys playing the game now as we said it's changing as well so like I had to take a lot of interest in my nutrition from about 16 or 17 and the academy coach at the time he's with Arsenal now, Paddy yeah. Roach, uh, I always credit him for being the one that gave me the basics and when supplements were being thrown around he was giving me the, the eat to compete or if you manual like and yeah. going through the basics of it and I think that stuck, stood to me quite well and then when I got injured again we had a dietitian on site, Catherine Norton, who I would erect her head uh, yeah. asking her all sorts of questions morning and night and that kind of I had that kind of inquisitive nature about it I wanted to know more about it and she kind of nurtured that in a sense because when she came into us at Munster it wasn't like have this at a certain time mm. she was kind of questioning why you're having something and making you understand why you had it so that kind of educational thing I think I tried to bring that forward as well and, and help people in an educational sense as opposed to just be all information of you eat this at this time yeah. and that's why you know you, you have to tell them 
why you're you making these decisions yeah. put it put it into their hands and allow them to make decisions and then maybe work on their decision making process you know yeah so that like so with that like that led to what you have now yeah. with the johnny holland nutrition yeah. um setting up a business i suppose what you're saying roughly how long do you have it now uh it was technically the first of january 2018 so we're kind of nearly going yeah. up to two years so, um but it's yeah. uh, something i didn't know i was even doing i was working in a different company i kind of transitioning from my study to working and it was a bit of a work experience while I was studying which kind of just dragged on a small bit and it was actually someone in the job helped me to get away from the job which was yeah. a funny situation but um, I kind of just set up the website because I felt I was doing a couple of talks and it didn't have anywhere that people could follow up with me or yeah. didn't have an email address like I had an email address but not to do with a company or a website or anything like that so I wasn't very visible you know yeah. so I that kind of just happened and I was trying to juggle the both of them at the same time so I was working full-time coaching with Khan and trying to kind of run a bit of nutrition yeah. stuff on the side, so I literally would have been leaving work for an hour or two doing like, a talk somewhere and running back yeah. into work. Like, so you so can see there, you were saying this morning, like, Joe, you, you went to gym after this with one of the lads, and you were like, oh, uh, that suits perfect. What time? Like, it does, you have such a schedule, like, it's like, it's not, I presume with you, you don't work by day by day, it's nearly week no, by week I now. To, I think even when I retired, like, yeah. when I, I could have just woke up the next morning and done nothing. I could have yeah. stayed in bed, but I, was, I just decided that I was, I was studying at the time, that I just put my whatever time I was putting into rugby, I now put into study. Yeah. So I, I like routine. Some people don't like routine and they leave rugby and they kind of say, you know, a bit of freedom at last. Like, exactly. But I actually like having the routine. I like going to the gym first thing and I like having my day yeah, set up. Yeah, nice and early, right? Yeah. Um, so like, right, with like your nutrition, your <laughs> coaching, Cork Con, yeah. then you have Cork, you're involved with the football and hurling this yeah. year, did last year as well. Yeah. And then working with RT because I follow you on LinkedIn as well. I see every week there's a post going up. Remind people. Yeah, it's like, it's like here, go on to this, read yeah. this. And I was like, I suppose now with the Rugby World Cup as well, Johnny, you have that, that just, it's, I suppose when you're doing a rugby column that you're like, right. Yeah. It's like nearly every two. It's work. busy, like, because yeah. you're trying to, for coaching, you're trying to review games and preview a game, and then you're trying to catch up on the Irish games or the Munster games so that you're actually writing about something you've seen and not yeah. just making something up, like, because I don't like that side of. People, two seconds out of hope right so there's lads doing construction outside the salon and I just hope <laughs> that they don't go banging now so if you hear any banging noises in the next like two or three minutes um, that'll be what it's from you'll be busy editing yeah <laughs> but um yeah so like Joyce was with your big work like getting involved so you you were with TG Carden last year remember you came in before yeah. a game was it up in was it Connacht was it that yeah you I did one in Connacht yeah. I, I did a few of them and I, I had to turn a few of them down because of coaching yeah. and uh Maybe the 12 pubs with my own friends as well. I had, to, I had well. to do a bit of a, a jig around there because yeah. I wanted to, I needed to see my, my own friends and my social life too. But uh, I've done a few of them. It just doesn't always work out with having coaching going on at the same time. Sometimes they overlap. But like yeah. it was definitely an experience being more on the camera and trying to get timings right and stuff, which yeah. isn't uh, natural for me. Like No, no, right. Um, I'm going to finish up before they kind of get banged because they just <laughs> know that they're going to get start getting at it. But... Um, Johnny, it was great to have you in. It's a bit of fun. It's nice to get back and doing podcasts and all that again. Um, just before you go as well, we just like give with your nutrition wise, just yeah. obviously give the bump up with your business because yeah. you're in here as well. So it's johnnyholland10.com is my website yeah. and all my social media stuff. It's mainly Twitter uh, and Instagram or johnnyholland10 as well. Um, and then LinkedIn, LinkedIn as well. We'll follow yeah. you on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. That's where, it, oh, that's where it's like, read it, read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, this is the Kiwi Cuts podcast. Thanks for listening.